come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> hey there, thanks for listening to the Saturday Night hey. Freak Show podcast. You're wondering what the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast is. As one of our listeners explained, it's like a book club. But for movies, where movies are chosen round robin each week, we li- watch them and then we talk about it here for your listening pleasure. So we're like Oprah's shitty movie club. Is that what? <laughs> hey, give us more credit than that, Sean. <laughs> I mean, I pick these movies too. So I'm commenting on myself, but it's like Oprah's movie mediocre club. movie club. Like, okay, oh, I'm having deja vu right now. I've gone through this before. Oh, mm. all right. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about tonight's movie, the and then uh, then we usually do mail, and then we come back and give you our final reviews on the film. We usually do mail. We, we'll <laughs> tell you how to mail us. <laughs> yeah, we're at uh, Facebook.com/slash Saturday Freak Show on Twitter at Sat Freak Show. And, and on email. Email is Saturday Night Freak Show at Yahoo.com. You guys all jump the gun. You got to wait for him to say it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> they got the information. Yourself. That's all that matters. And uh, we would also appreciate it. If you like what we do here, please give us a star rating or please a like it. on Cast iTunes, roller. Stitcher, TuneIn, Sean's favorite, Castroller, Cast or wherever else you found us. Because Whenever that- you say that, I think you're saying Castroil. Castor oil? Castor oil. Oh, yes. castor oil. Every time you say that, that's what I think you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy. Uh, My castor so- oil is missing is a line from Greece, actually. I like the first act of Greece. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so who are these internet radio superstars? Sean. Michaela. Holly. And I'm Colin. And tonight's movie was chosen by... Holly. And Holly, what did we watch tonight? <laughs> tonight we watched the classic film, oh, My Boyfriend's Back. From the year... 1993. Directed by... Bob Balaban. Who do we know, or how do we know Bob Balaban? Uh, most of us would know him as an actor. Uh, Lady well, in the Water? Hello. <laughs> I was thinking Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, yeah, oh, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any uh, Wes Anderson movie. Uh, Phoebe's Dad from Friends. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. Was he yeah, also right. the guy who built Hal in uh, 2010, the year we made contact? Oh, I, never seen I don't know. I have not seen 2010 either. <laughs> no. He has one was enough. This you know, that that yeah. existed. He's yeah. a he's a classic. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So he's yeah. he's probably in that documentary that one guy from that one thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's made. Yeah. Uh, well, his IMDb credit says he's done thirty films as director. Well, not films. Not, good, okay, good, not films. You know what? Good for him. Most yeah. of good them. For he him. did like TV four films. Most of them were TV episodes. I know various ones were like Oz and Nurse Jackie. There was oh, Tales from the Dark Side. Eerie Tales from Indiana. the Dark Side. Yeah. Eerie, Indiana. Eerie Indiana. Uh, Amazing when they, stories. When they rebooted um, Twilight Zone. He did sure. a couple of those. Shit, I have that too. And yeah. I wonder which ones he did now. I don't I know. If he, did he, 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 he directed another feature in 1989 called Parents. Which I always wanted yeah. to see that. So Randy Quaid. Yeah, Randy Quaid uh, and before the, he went crazy. Uh, yeah. 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 Gotcha. It's okay. Like I want to know what era of Randy cannibals. Quaid it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, actually, era. it actually it actually sounds era. like a freak show movie. Okay. Are they cannibals? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen it. That's the mystery. No. no. Oh, shit. I'll have to watch it to find out. Is that one of those Vestron movies? Like are they coming out with that on the new the now that Vestron videos the labels back? So they bring parents out? Probably. Feels like they should. I keep getting parents confused with society. I've always wanted to see that one too. Anyone? You anyone? can pay thirty we bucks for the about, Blu-ray if you'd like. We talked about. That. Didn't someone suggest that for our viewer picks? Yeah, I thought I so. so. I'm pretty sure. Yes. 
I think we talked about that one. There might be cannibalism in that movie, too. I'm not sure. I don't know. One day maybe we'll have to check them both out. Better if there is. Uh, okay, so my boyfriend's Beck comes to us, surprisingly, from the creative team behind Friday the 13th. That's right. You're like, what? I'm like, yeah. What? This is a Sean Cunningham production. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With music by Harry Manfredini. We mm-hmm. could tell. Written yeah, by the guy, Dean Laurie, who wrote Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. And uh, the photography was done by Mac Alberg, who did House, which is uh, also from the people who mm-hmm. brought you Friday the 13th. They had to have lifted the music straight from it. It's really it's so it's similar. Because it's not even close. It's it. It's the music. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, just... At do you one think point, Harry Manfredini was like, uh, yeah, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> here it is. I already wrote this, you know? I think that's how, how Harry Manfredini works on most things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at one point he was using like an actual orchestra, or a small orchestra, and a lot of violins mm. for the Friday the 13th mm-hmm. movies. And then I think he actually gave those, like on the last two Paramount Friday the 13th movies, there's... There's like he's got like a co-composer, and I'm like, did you have a co-composer, or that's the guy who actually composed the music to this movie, and they just used some bits of your cues, you know, from the older movies, and probably that's like um similar thing. So uh, Roger Deakins, who did the principal photography for um everything, no, for everything, but for No Country for (laughs) Old Men, God of uh, cinematography, yes, yes, um. So he did like the principal photography for No Country for Old Men, but like the opening shots of of No Country for Old Men that are just like still shots of the landscape. They're gorgeous. Those were all shot by his interns. No, no, really? don't tell us this. This is the man behind. His the interns kind of did the first shots you ever saw of the best picture winning movie. I mean, I don't. You, are, I'm not so shocked. So I'm about wondering that if it's the same situation just, for this movie. You know, it's like just they like did landscapes. No, like I like I don't blame him for doing that. But yeah. like, could you imagine being an intern and you scouting the location for? Could you imagine being the intern you know, and then going to see the movie and being like, oh. I picked what? that. I picked that. Yeah. 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 So I'm wondering if it's like similar no thing. No one yeah. you. It's like, I shot that. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. Right. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, you did. So yeah. Roger he Deacon's said, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Roger oh, Deacon said. Good to meet you, Roger. Yeah. He said all his interns scouted those locations and shot all of them for the intro where it's just the still shots of the landscape. Well, you know what that means. He's you a know. good teacher then. He's a fantastic yeah. teacher because that looked Although, seamless with the rest I mean, of the movie. Come on. How can you just... You can shoot a landscape and they make it look like Roger Deakins. Shutter speed, it's uh, f stops. I'm sure they got they didn't just go into like how how does this camera work? What do we do here? I don't know. I'm sure they knew a little something going into it. But Interns still, or not? How how do I get a job being his intern? <laughs> That's the question hey guys, I want to hook know. me up. Yeah. Yeah. If you know I, how, please write us and I tell will. me how I can be his intern because yeah. I will my gladly. My family so fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. To go be Roger yeah. Deakins' intern. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. But I'm wondering if it's the same thing with this movie that like the interns did the you know the shots you didn't think were done by the principal photographer you know sure somebody's picking up shots here and there Mm -hmm. not all i mean they're never behind the camera for every single shot that ends up in the movie right Mm -hmm. exactly they're just overseeing it all he was uh if i remember he got his start on like charles band movies because i remember famously he shot metal storm the destruction of jared (laughs) sin in 3d you're not Uh, allowed to talk about that movie anymore and then eventually (laughs) moved over to working with uh you know sean cunningham and i remember there was an interview at one point where john landis hired him i think to do innocent blood or it was something but he's like 
he was like, I have to rescue Mac Elberg from like B movie jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was kind of funny. But yeah, yeah uh, Harry Manfredini, though, did actually, I think, do the, the this is the new score because I didn't recognize any of these cues from the Friday the 13th movies. Oh, yeah. But it's the same instrumentation that he was using. Well, this was 80 or 93, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. Jason. Same year as Jurassic to hell. Park. Yeah, but he, he didn't work on that. No, no. But what but. year was Jason Goes to Hell, the other movie that he did? It had to be like 93, 92. No, yeah, Freddy's Dead was 92. It was like 93, 94? Yeah. 93. So it was the same year I'm going to go with. And it's it's it has that music. same, like, he's, it's like he's stabbing the keys on his synthesizer yeah. for this, you know, like, yeah. and it's really bad. And it Jason was like, Goes to Hell was 93. There you go. Yeah, there this you was go. like a package Same deal music. for somebody. Yeah. But this was Touchstone Pictures put this out. You may remember them as an offshoot of the Disney company. That's right. right. Yeah. Because they had Hollywood Pictures and Touchstone Pictures. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They had a very notable um, like bump at the beginning of the Yeah. Movies. Isn't that yeah. the one where it just kind of yep. goes in? It's the. That's exactly the what it was. Circle and then it comes up. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. then the modern one is the ball that just kind of recedes from the screen and yep. silver. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Touchdown. We're talking nerd stuff, guys. Yeah, Sorry. Stuff. You know what we're talking about. You know. So, Opening. my boyfriend's back. Yeah. Do you know uh, where this came from? Like, I mean, yeah, what you, is you the heard anything about genesis like, how Dean Laurie came, dreamed up this premise or anything like that? There's not much information on this. Dean Laurie makes a cameo appearance and Jason goes to hell as a morgue attendant. Is he in this movie? I didn't notice him. Is he the one who gets killed? No. He, yeah. Yeah. Jason goes to hell. Oh, Jason, yeah. Not this he movie. just goes to hell. He doesn't get killed. Does he get his face put through a... like a Oh, yeah. Through the grave. Yeah. yeah he gets punched into... Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He that's wants to one. take a mango-sized crap on his mask or something like that. <laughs> that's the yeah, writer that's, of this movie. Yes. Thank you, yeah. Dean Laurie. Nice. Um, no, there's there's honestly not much information on the backstory of this movie. Uh, I, what? There hasn't been like an oral history of <laughs> no. my boyfriend. Hey, there back. might be at some point. I okay. Doubt it. I. You know what? I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna put a dollar on the table and saying there is not an any sort of history. Hey, Re- Renee Zellweger was cut from a scene of this movie. Okay. How do we know that? She said. Uh, so. According to IMDb trivia, yeah, uh, she fought, shot a full scene in the salon scene. Mm-hmm. She was a girl in the salon that was cut. Yeah, she had from like actual movie. dialogue. Yeah, and if Renee Zellweger cut. admits she was in a movie, we will watch it here on the Freak Show. That is pretty much what we do. <laughs> I mean, you guys have watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation, we right? Did, right. Yeah, and she so. admitted, like, yeah, we did yeah. the movie. Yeah, yeah. and Matthew yeah. McConaughey was in this movie too. Ooh. That was a shock. That yes, was a shock. Yeah. Ladies Circular. and gentlemen, yeah. Matthew McConaughey shows up for a shot. It's a shot. It's not even a scene. Oh, yeah. shot. Yeah. yeah. This is his first movie. It is. It is, it is yeah. his first movie. It is also Matthew Fox's first movie, mm-hmm. who is oh, the Matthew boyfriend, Fox. Buck. When was uh, Party 5? Uh, 95, 96, yeah. I think. 95. Right, we'll yeah, check. his hair grew out a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. It did. It really did. Boy, I don't know why you would go from this to the Harry Haddon Party of Five. Have you seen that? Hey, Whoa. hey, hey! Don't hate Party of Five. I don't hate Party of Five. I grew up watching Party of Five. I love Party of Five. Yeah, me too. Time of your life. I was yeah. there for all of it. Okay. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> don't. Don't at me, folks. Don't at me. <laughs> no, do at him, please. At I me. would love to see you, it. I mean, if you it would find be, me, it makes some me. great mailbag, wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> you at me about Party of Five. Do it. <laughs> Say you hate it. Say I hate Party of Five. You like Party of Five. <laughs> I like. It was Party a great five. show, wasn't That's it? Right. Though yeah. damn straight, it was a Party of Five was great. It's just like oh. Party of Five was ninety four. 
Oh, okay. So the year before. before. So this okay. was this was what got him the job. This was his big break. In, uh, right. Yeah, party five. Yeah. Yep. This was on his demo reel. I mm-hmm. can't imagine oh. how that went, well. but that had to be awesome. Uh, and uh, let's see who else we have here in the cast: Tracy Lind. And you're like, who? And I'm like, she was in Fright Night Part Two. And you're like, there was a Fright Night Part Two. Yes, there was. I might go back and revisit Fright Night Part Two just for her. She is Sorry. a striking young woman. She is a, an attractive girl. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, Edward Herman is Edward, also yep. in the movie. The amazing Edward Philip Herman. Who, amazing Edward. Who, I'm, yeah. who I'm pretty sure Edward Herman has it in his contract that he has to wear a bow tie Every and everything. Season. Every movie. Gilmore Girls, movie. Lost Boys, oh, yeah. this movie. That's three Always in a row. Tie. That, the like, Woody was, Allen movies yep, that he's in. Yep. I can't remember. I'm pretty, pretty sure. He wears one in Richie Rich. Oh, he has to. He has, he has to. to. There's no way he doesn't. There is no way he doesn't. Yeah. No. For sure. A fun story. Uh, there was a, I went to a convention and met him once. He was wearing a bow tie at the convention. Get yeah. out. May yeah. he rest in peace. You met um, Herman? Yeah. Um, sadly enough, I did not spend the money to get an autograph because at the time I did not think it was worth it. And I know Gilmore Dang. Girls and it would be, would grow to be what it is now. And he w- would have died recently later. I would have, but I will say I was at the bar at this convention. He was sitting at the bar by himself, no handler, nothing. Oh. And I was sitting at a table behind him and I said, bartender, give that man the finest scotch you have. And he sent it to him, and the guy looked over to me and lifted up his scotch and said, thank you, and then drank it, and he was wearing a bow tie. So that's all I need. That's, that's all I need from Edward Herman. So, you know, wow. That's amazing. Wow. Um, so there I got go. the best interaction I could hope for from that man. And I will say he, you know, from everyone I know that met him, he was a complete gentleman and loved that the horror community was still behind him for as long as it was. Sure. Um, especially because, like, Lost Boys, by the time I met him, was it was a long time since Lost yeah. Boys when I met him. So He's a creepy fan. But that's yeah. what he's like. I mean, mm-hmm. in the horror community. That's what he's yeah. most recognizable for. Right. Mm-hmm. And he looked the same, you know, throughout yeah. that time. Yeah. Bow ties, Basically. top to bottom. Yeah. He, he never did, stopped he the bow ties. He was a person for, uh, I can't remember the product now. Was it a computer or something? On, I remember. He did these TV commercials. with him in it. Yeah, on like a white background or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm getting it transposed with no, the it, Mac it and feels, PC guys. But. No, but he may have done like early, maybe it was Apple. There was an Apple II in this movie. Maybe yeah. he did like early oh, Apple Oh, that's II a tie right in right there. They had a computer in this movie? What? Yes. <laughs> there was, was there a computer in this movie? Yeah, there was an Apple II sitting in, on his desk. In Johnny's right, there room, yeah. Yep. What's his name? Uh, Edward Herman. Edward Herman. Right, right, right. Two R's, two, two N's. N's. Well, while Sean's looking at him. Yeah, we know, we know. We know. Nerds. <laughs> he also briefly mentioned that, yes, the late Philip Seymour Hoffman is in this movie yes. as yeah. Philip Hoffman. Yep. Is this his first movie? Uh, this is not his first movie, no. He had done something before this, and I can't think of what it was now. But this is but this is early. Twister. This is early, though. Yeah, this is pre-Twister. Yeah. He was I mean, there was a lot Philip of Hoffman. This, yeah. yeah, this yeah. is before he was Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, he was yeah. just Philip Hoffman at this point. Yeah, and J. O. Sanders is in it. That was mm-hmm. the sheriff. The sheriff. He yep. is known for lots. Roseanne. <laughs> yeah. I just, who Roseanne. He kept on picking on Becky. What do you call her? Maud. Maud. So- it was hilarious. He was like <laughs> Dan's best friend or something from the. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. Sure, Colin. <laughs> Roseanne's yes. coming Whatever back, by the s- way. That's like the biggest news of the hour. Don't yep. let it happen. No, don't let it happen. It shouldn't no. happen. Just leave it alone. Leave it alone. Nobody wants it. It's going to be depressing to see these people. Let the record show the Saturday Night Free Show is against that. Against yeah. it. They did yeah. one little thing on the talk on CBS where was Sarah Gilbert was with John Goodman. And yeah, like, I saw that. All right, that's good. That's enough. Yeah. It's cute. Just leave it at cute. Sure. Leave it yeah. at cute. Leave it at cute. Let's not like, dedicate Like Holly and I were discussing earlier, what Becky is going to be. Which Becky are you going to use? Which Becky are you going to use? Sarah Chalk? 
follow them with. I mean, yeah. they yeah. never just do alternate episodes, right? right? Or they never were never above like commenting on things. They were meta at some points, just talking yeah. about. When but that's when it was bad. Everything. That's when Roseanne was bad. Was yeah. when it was ah. when it was meta. Are, are they going to bring back Johnny Galecki? Yeah, yeah exactly. Say, is he, is he bad? Like, get, they can't know, afford him. They no, really they can't. can't afford him. Yeah. That's right. He's oh, a star he, of rings. He'd for do it. He'd do it. Uh, or a little show called The Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory? Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> and The Star of Rings. I'm just throwing that out there. Fine. Uh, okay. Is he really Fine. He did, he did uh, car commercials. He did the Dodge commercials for the longest oh, time. Shit. Like Edward Dodge Ram. Oh, yeah, my yeah, God. Dodge he Ram. did. Right there. Okay, that's, that's what I remember those. Yep. In a suit and a bow tie. Yeah. Around the same time, too. 93. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Versatile, okay. versatile man. I will say, I appreciate that this movie used the Nightmare on Elm Street house. Yes, that uh, was the house. And not only is it the Nightmare on Elm Street house, but it's dressed the same way on the outside. Like, it's still got the red door and, this, and the pillars. And, Basically. Where's the house sitting? That they it's in California. It. Is it on a lot somewhere? Yeah. Just, no, it's in it, California. It's a street. Um, I think it's, yep. a, yeah, it's a residential street. What? Yeah. So how do I get to keep what using it? Here's house. the thing. So a few friends the of mine. The owners are cool. Yep, the owners are cool. So a few friends of mine have done a few tours of, like, famous like television movie houses mm -hmm. they've gone to the breaking bad house which the lady that owns it is not cool with it do not go on her property <laughs> she will call the cops on you don't do that um the yep the nightmare on elm street lady very cool still red door still white pillars everything the um halloween house looks completely different it is yeah. blue um it's still like structurally the same but it's painted very differently um it's like blue and it's I, it, it's a oh, dentist. One, it's, it's a yeah, dentist it's, it's office. It's actually yeah. four offices. Yeah, um, it's like a like an orthodontist it. office it was, or something like that, cool. right? Yeah, yeah. It's like four yeah. offices in it right now. And there's yeah. actually um, last I heard, and this is about a month ago. There's space available in the house. If rent you, it. Let's guys. Like let's put some money business, together yeah. and let's rent <laughs> it. We just all moved to Pasadena. <laughs> let's move the Saturday show. Can we like rent it for a month and then just like all go out there and be like our special Halloween house? Yeah, I'm just putting it out there. I've got some free time coming up. There is also <laughs> there is also there is also a complete replica of the Halloween house in South Carolina. Um, there is. There's one yep. in Georgia too, isn't there? There's one in South Carolina that. Um, Wait, is your friend Sean Clark of that's, Horace that's what I was, yeah, that's Grounds? No, no, no. Who goes around all these um, places? Yeah. It's on the shelf. <laughs> no, no, no. And, um, Charles Cyphers, actually, Sheriff Braggett, told me that there was a because, like, okay, when I met him, I was wearing a shirt that had like a picture of the Halloween house on it, and he was like, "Is that the original Halloween house, or is that the one in South Carolina?" I was like, "Well, as far as I know, it's the original one." <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, well, in South Carolina, there's a house that's like a." replica of the hell the halloween house um yeah, so apparently in south carolina three. there's a repli replica but and i think the guy does like events at this house yeah I like would. halloween yeah. events yeah mm -hmm. and um the guy that played michael myers in like four five and six george people who is yes who is from that area says yeah this house is legit go to it check it out nice Let's all Anyways, back to this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a huge detour. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so my boyfriend's. I would also back. like an alcohol. Uh, so this is a movie that is in the zombie subgenre. Yeah. Because you're saying, why are we covering this movie? Because Here. it's a romantic Hello. zombie comedy. Yeah, it's right. great. We're agreeing on this. I, I would say that the lead actor in this movie is like a poor man. Oh, yeah, we didn't even um, fucking mention him. Who Andrew is he? Lowry. And I was from what? He is from he is in School Ties and uh, the the Buffy the Vampire Slayer film. Okay, but he yeah. looks he's a bad. He, he's a poor man. Tom Everett Scott. 
I would say he's a poor man's Andrew McCarthy. From like Bernie. Like a poor man's Andrew McCarthy. <laughs> Emphasis on the poor man's like, Well, Bernie's I'll tell you that like, when I heard that we were watching this movie, I'm like, yeah, it's got the guy from American Werewolf in Paris in it, right? Oh, yeah. oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, but yeah. it's not him. It's no. the poor it's man's It's like Tom Andrew Everett McCarthy. Scott and Tim Robbins had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> vaguely look like that. Andrew, what's his name? Lowry. Okay, Lowry. Andrew Lowry. Who playing the character So of... much after this movie. Mm. Not eh. so much. Not eh. so much. No. Small uh, roles. <laughs> okay, so we say it's a, zo- a zombie movie uh, because it's about a guy who dies and then comes back from the dead. Yes. Right. And then discovers to his horror that in order to, like, continue to be a zombie, mm-hmm. he has to eat people. But all he really wants to do is take his best girl to the prom. He just wants to go to the prom, man. We should mention that when he dies, his mom throws a bologna sandwich on his grave. (laughs) (laughs) As in, like, that's a great, great, like, moment of, like, memorialism. Here's a bologna sandwich. Edward Herman, be nice to God. (laughs) Be nice to God, yeah. As in, like, I know my son won't be be nice to God. I know he'll be a dick. (laughs) That's your first hint that this movie might be a little different as far as how they embrace what's going on. Here's a bologna. Bologna sandwich. The first big one, because when, especially you get it big time when he comes back, and they're all like, "Oh, hi, son," and everyone's yeah. just like, "I'm glad you're back from the yeah. dead." See, and all see and that's, that's that's my that's the big part. That's the that's best my part. favorite thing yeah. about this movie is how on board everyone is with the absurdity of the premise <laughs> of yes. this movie. Makes it absurd to like, what the hell's going on here? Because here's the thing: I was maybe a little confused about it. It has these uh, dream sequences where the guy daydreams, you know, yeah, and. In the daydreams, things are absurd, and you're like, okay, because this is a dream. But then shit happens in the quote-unquote real world that is also as absurd as yes. his dream. And so you're like, at any minute now, the you know other shoe's going to drop, and yeah. he's going to wake up or whatever, but he doesn't. You're like, is this the actual movie? This is really happening? Like right. He comes back from the dead, and nobody really reacts to it. They're like, it's- oh. Hi, son. It's kind of fun. It's like, it's I'm fun. dead. What That's do you want? what I love about it. It's is that no one does. It's nice yeah. to see that everybody's just like. Because they're going into it saying, he's a fucking zombie. This can't happen. So all of it's just absurd from the get go. Yeah. That's do, exactly I what I love about yeah, it. Yeah. I love the it. Switchovers are a little. Because you're just like, well, if like they're kidnapping people for him to eat in his dreams. Why and they're also doing it in like real life, kidnapping people for him to eat. So like, why is <laughs> yeah. it why is it absurd to go into the dream in this happening? And then, yeah, and then we go back into this and it's happening. Right? Why would yeah? I mean, because why the is one more absurd for levity? Right? right? Because it's absurd, but it's, it's supposed like, to be a change of some sort. There. Right? Yeah. See, but I like that because he's the one having these fantasies where he's like, "This is absurd. No one would actually kidnap someone to have me eat them." And then he's like, "Oh, I'm a zombie." Goes back to real life, and people are actually doing that. Like he's the only one that's really finding this to be absurd, and that's the hilarious part. Because yeah, he's, cause, I agree. Yeah, because it's it's his fantasy. He knows it's crazy. Like you can't kidnap someone, have me eat them. But then he wakes up, and his mom actually did that. Yeah, and that's yeah. hilarious. My favorite, goes, my favorite thing about this movie is how on board everyone is with the like. Everyone just accepts the premise of like he's a zombie off the bat. That's my favorite thing about this movie. Well, like it's have, just I it's guess. just that everyone like keeps going with mm-hmm. with the story, you know? Yeah, like when he comes into class and yeah. she's like just because you're dead doesn't mean you can be late for class and gives him a demerit. You mean Cloris Leachman, Leachman who's in this movie? No, his oh, no, teacher. No, 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 teacher. Crazy lady oh, yeah. Later. Yeah. 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 
Ah, oh, God bless Cor All right, so then we're going after something else then, right? Like this is a satire, an allegory for what? Being a teenager in high school. And, and so the feelings a- that you feel at that time, which are so strong, or you believe they're so strong. You're going you're through, young your body is going through yes, changes. changes. That yes. you would come back from the dead for someone, for the girl that you love. Well, it's the crow or whatever. Kind well, this of, is like you know, could be a the more things. adolescent yeah. version yeah. of that story. This doesn't get as dark as the crow. Have you seen uh, uh, no. Life After Beth? Yes. No. Have you seen... Well, okay, so we're, yes. I'm talking in the genre of, like, uh, people who are in love with zombies. Like warm Bodies. Warm Bodies is another one. That's and, terrible, uh, though. Mm-hmm. That's a bad example. Mm-hmm. And Burying the X. Both Life After Beth and Burying the X, I think, are they have the idea of, you know, these are relationships. That, I mean, it's an allegory for, like, in a relationship that just, you know, you can't get rid of, but it's better if you don't. And, mm. Or it's better if you do, and it takes some time to, you know, well, she's dead. You know, yeah. warm bodies is uh, Romeo and Juliet. I don't know, barely, yes, yeah. barely. He's like, a kid from the wrong side of the track. But it's She's not a that girl smart. Whose dad is it's not smart enough to yeah. do that. You know, yeah. like like Romeo and Juliet requires a certain level of intelligence that warm bodies never hits. You know, warm yeah. bodies like is a very surface level interpretation. All right, of so that. it's West Side Story. Yes. Zombies. Yes, it's very much more West Side Story than is Romeo and Juliet. I would agree with that. Yes. <clears throat> what are we getting after in boy? My boyfriend's back. I don't know. I will say okay. So the doctor. See, uh, wait, what is it my best friend's a vampire? Oh yeah, yeah. That, yeah. One's, that one's. I like that. That's what this kind of reminds me of. It's kind of the same thing. A lot of people compare the, the two. Yeah. yeah. Like Teen Wolf. Team Team Wolf, we're yes. in the same kind of. Arena. We kind of hit the every show. We got vampires, we got zombies, and then we have. Werewolves. Well, you have the monster, which sure. is the you know, it's the it's the changing body yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. just turning into Teenage something yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, it's the perfect. I don't feel like myself, but somehow there's like a superpower embedded in there, right? Which his superpower is apparently that uh, well, he can't die, but he no, he's going to die in well, 24 I mean, hours dead, unless he eats uh, more people. In order to survive, his superpower is the girl of his dreams finds him irresistible. (laughs) Yep, which that also hit me as like a really like odd tonal shift because in one scene he comes back from the dead, he goes up to her locker, and he's like, you know, will you go with me to the prom? And she's like, I'm dating Buck, Mm -hmm. and so I can't. And then in the very next scene, he's taking her out to the movies, and then she's like, I find you irresistible. I'm like, he's dreaming now, right? This is the same, because he had a fantasy about her before. Yeah. He's dreaming, but no, she actually does find him irresistible, even as, like, his ears are falling off in her mouth. <clears throat> so what happened <laughs> there? Like, where did that, like, in the, in this from? In this instance, I, I truly think it's because Buck is very, I mean, we don't get a, a grand opinion of, or um, a grand explanation of who Buck is, but we get it enough to know that he's probably just kind of a surfacey kind of guy. And Gosh. she goes on this, and obviously he's very prejudiced against Johnny being a zombie. You know, he's he's interfering with what did he say? Like good, a good living folk or something like that. And you think you can just hang out with us, good living folk or something like that? Yeah. But he's obviously very prejudiced against Johnny, and she goes on this date with him because she's like, you know, I. You can't tell me who I can be friends with. I'm going to go out with him because I don't have that shallow side of me like you have. So she goes out with him. And just within the first minutes of being at the movies with him, he's instantly having this moment with her just over snacks and just like 
there's something really great happening right now. Eat this, drink this. And they're just, they're just having this really like intimate moment. It's, it seems silly, but it's what teenagers do. Mm. And I don't think she ever gets that with Buck. He just seems too shallow to have those intimate moments, just silliness like that. And I think that makes him more attractive. I agree that it's very strange that all of a sudden sudden she's very, very attractive to that guy. Ir- like irresistibly attracted to a dead guy. <laughs> a I agree dead with guy. you. That's a superpower. Has very severe makeup. Yeah. Very severe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's going gray, and you know pieces are falling off of him, or whatever. They don't do autopsies on everybody, right? It's no Tom Savini makeup. That's, that's for very sure. True. Yeah. This is one of the very blue zombies. Yeah. <clears throat> um, maybe that's what they're going. Is this a movie about prejudice? If, well, no, yeah, it's not this smart. Uh, at a certain level, it kind of feels like the way they yeah. talk on a relay, the way Matthew Fox talks about like, you will not associate yeah. with us higher class people over here. I mean, there is some... But that seems like retroactive. You know, it seems like they did it, and afterwards they were like, oh, here we go. Uh, Here's the commentary maybe. after I we think did if it. They, not necessarily. If they did it, they weren't doing it as like any sort of serious commentary. I think it's more fun, because I think yeah. anything in this movie is just very... Um, very bubbly, very surface level, just fun. They weren't trying to get too deep on anything. No, yeah, it's I think just fun stuff to poke I, at. Exactly. I think that they probably thought this is a small town. We can run with this. We can run with this conservative mindset. Like he's he's the dead guy. Right, you know, they it's can, funny. It's funny. Yeah, that's the point. It's the fact that he's that the way they're treating him. Him being dead is not like a world altering thing. The fact that he came back to life. It's and that I he's love different. that. I love well, that's the thing, that. But yeah. that's, they're able to make that comment on him and treat him that way using him being dead yeah. as less of him, you know, being a corpse and everything, but just being different it's, from them. It's like the I, same, it's like the same as if he going. had like a mohawk. Yeah. yeah. Like that's why everybody, the parents are so chippered. Like, <laughs> which is. Edward <laughs> Furman. Yeah. I love his parents. His, his parents are great. great. His, his mom, especially. Like, yeah. They feel like uh, like fi- like a fifties era. Yeah, yeah. they do. It was even like in the hairstyles. They're very nuclear like family. Yeah. 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 Well, it's the white picket fence yeah. street. And, white picket know, fence, and there's like a dog. dog. And, yeah. yeah. Which it, right off the bat, there's a white picket fence <laughs> and a dog. Yeah. Blue Which velvet. that's Bam. yeah, blue velvet Looking behind the white picket fence. <laughs> yeah. Which that's I I think that's exactly why um, uh, Bob Alvin picked Mary Beth Hurt to play the mom because he. Um, he used her in Parents in his 1989 movie, and that's it. Her and Randy Quaid. It's her and Randy oh, okay. Quaid, and it, and it is set 1950s. Like it's those mm. kind of parents, and I think she's playing a very similar character in this, and I'm pretty sure that's why he chose her. Mm. She plays it very well. Does this movie play kind of like a 1950s era in some ways? Yes, comedy like in, a, in that like Leave It to Beaver kind of way. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like yeah, the pie on the windowsill. Mm-hmm. He's driving. He's white picket fence. White picket fence. Uh, like in, in the, the intro scene in the movie, there's a white picket fence and a pie on the windowsill. Like yeah. within minutes of each other. Yeah. Yeah. But even in the uh, like, I guess maybe this is my thing. While I was watching it, I was sitting there trying to like listen, just listen to the dialogue, not the way it was directed or shot, mm-hmm. which was contemporary nineteen ninety three. Yeah. But I'm like, this is the kind of thing that you were able to get away with in like the B movies of the fifties. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this exact plot and the kind of broad humor. I think that you know mm-hmm. all the performances are really, really broad. <laughs> right? Yes, very much, but <laughs> yeah. on purpose. Yeah. That was my point. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was, that was I thought you had a follow-up question. Did you think a that? particular character was the Eddie to the Beaver family? 
Well, both, uh, both, um, what's his name? Charlie, Chuck, uh, no. Chuck, Chuck. No, Chuck no, is the lead guy. Uh, Johnny? Johnny. Johnny, sorry. Johnny Dingle. Right. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny Dingle. Johnny Dingle. Fucking most generic. Why do you got it like, they always Johnny Dingle. The kid, the kid who's just like. Yeah, Johnny Dingle. Dude, they make fun of the entire movie. He's got to have a last name like Dingle. Yeah, Dingle. Dingle. Fucking. That's not a popular Yeah. Yeah, but both he and Matthew Fox have like their seconds, right? The yeah. uh, the lieutenants. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah, yeah. and that's where they get like the buddy. So the the idea cooked up between Johnny and his friend to win the heart of what's her name Missy Missy, Missy. yeah uh, at the convenience store where mm-hmm. she works. So she'll go to the prom with him. Is that uh, the friend's gonna wear a ski mask, bust in, try to rob the place with a water gun, right. and Johnny's gonna protect her valiantly, and because of that noble self sacrifice, she will want to go to the prom with him. Flawless plan. Uh, what happens in this scene is that a <laughs> what actual scene are we talking about? murderer or a murderer, a robber comes in. Yes. And shoots Johnny. An actual yeah. Eddie is is um um Unarmed by an actual robber who comes mm-hmm. in, and Johnny does. Johnny does not realize that it's not Eddie, and it's someone else under that ski mask who's actually robbing the convenience store. Yeah, but this does actually. She wants to go to the prom with him after this. At least she says that she does. But when he he's, comes back from the, he's dead, laying there dying. She's like, "Well, sure, I'll go to the prom with you. You're dying." Yeah, I don't have to keep <laughs> yeah. the deal. And when he comes back from the dead, then she has a change of heart for like a little, uh, for like one scene before she turns around. It's like, you know, I find you irresistible. I don't know. I can't get past this for some reason. (laughs) Mm. But okay. (laughs) There's there's no, uh, it is kind of, they just go for it. And there's kind of a, uh, it's liberating to just let things go and what you're going to do in a movie because to have another robber come up and just be like, you think you're going to rob this store? I'm going to rob this store. And just be kind of like dressed in the same shit that he is and everything, yeah. like give me your mask and everything. But they just kind of go for it. There's also like no explanation as to why he comes back. There's just, he just comes back from the dead. I mean, it's because he loves her and he's got to go to the prom and well, everything. Thanks, like, thanks. Oh, I think no it's just supernatural. They explain it later it. on. I think they do. Oh, yeah. well, I guess the sort ju- of right. It does, does get yeah. there later. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. this is one of the things through the entire movie. It's just like, well, she, he comes back. He just comes back from the dead, and yes. you know, so it's like, well, does this happen all the time? There's a kindly ago. old caretaker who says, "Yeah, it happened 15 years ago," mm-hmm. which I suppose that character is there just to basically point him in the direction of Cloris Leachman. Yes. Whose husband came back from the dead 15 years ago, and yeah. she's the one who gives him the information that. You have to eat people in yeah. order to uh, keep going. Yes, to survive. Otherwise, you got to go back to the cemetery. Where apparently, you can live out a decently no, long around. Because he's already left the cemetery. Once you leave the cemetery, is when uh, you start to you fall apart. There. Yeah, he's doomed at this point. How these people know this stuff is well, beyond the, me. It's, it's a caretaker of the for the cemetery he knows these things. Like he's the wise old caretaker. <laughs> like you just, just because if you hang around there long enough, he's seen it before. He's seen, seen, it, before. He's he's seen like, it before. Yeah, but that guy apparently left the cemetery also because his widow Cloris yeah. Leachman knows that he had to eat uh, people mm-hmm. to keep going. Exactly. Yeah. She's like the Betty White in Lake Placid of this movie. Right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Hey, we, right, we shouldn't be have we watched that yet? I'm connecting that dot. No, Is that, okay. Well, I'll pick Uh-oh. it. <laughs> Don't right, worry. I'll pick it. We shouldn't be looking for logic in a comedy. I realize that. So No. And especially or, not in this movie. Or where a they zombie don't, movie. Right. But they also don't like have decided not to care about logic. I would say, movie. though, that the doctor, the like 
repeatedly shows up uh, in oh, this the movie. doctor. Oh, the doctor. He's the family doctor or something, you know, yeah. and the, the guy initially doesn't want to go to him because, you know, he's dead and yeah. you know, doctors mm-hmm. will probably have something negative to say about sure. that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, a prejudice against people. his condition. Obviously. And, uh, but when he finally, things are falling off the man, he's got to go to the doctor to get them reattached. And so this becomes like a, probably the B story to the movie, right? right. Yeah. Because it's the only, it's the only stuff that takes place where, uh, neither uh, Johnny or Missy is involved. Are involved? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Makes so sense. what's going on here? What's the what's the gist of these the doctor scenes? Well, the the B subplot. The idea originally is he wants to help Johnny. He wants to figure out if he can find a way to help him because he's clearly. I mean, he's the undead. He's not alive, but he's clearly there, and he wants to help him. However, his nurse comes up with this idea. Well. You've made this serum that could save his life, or it could make us a shit ton of money. Which is exactly <laughs> what she says. Uh-huh. She's like, eh. and so, they cut away yeah. from that and be like, what did he decide? Exactly. So, so when he comes and gets him later on, you're like, well, what's going on? Is he going to help him? No. No, he's going to cut him up for a shit ton of money. <laughs> yeah. Naturally. Did that, what was the payoff to that? Now I can't even remember how he no. got out of that plot. I remember uh, he everybody else down, rushed he in. A, I think. Oh, oh because the, the villagers mob. show up. The yeah, angry the mob. angry mob. Which is, I think, the first time the angry mob comes to the house, it might be my favorite scene. Um, because everybody's so very polite about so what polite. they want to do. I love it. But I love that angle of it. It's just like, uh, well, your son ate my son today at school. It's like. Honey, did you know that Johnny uh, murdered a boy at school today? It's like, oh, no, oh. I didn't know that, dear. This is Chuck's dad, the <laughs> boy that Johnny murdered ate, today? Ate, murdered and ate today. I love that attitude it's toward so him. Funny. He didn't actually murder him. Poor Philip Seymour Hoffman is so fucking stupid with the axe, the, the fire axe, he yes. accidentally embeds it in his own skull. Johnny sees an opportunity is all. That's I all. mean, he got that opportunity. You want to take it? Yeah. I'd I don't have blame eaten, him. I'd have eaten Chuck. I don't blame him, although his girl and his best friend kind of catch him in the act. Wrong moment. You know, wrong place, wrong time. I don't know. I kind of like that it's not a traditional zombie movie where it's like, there's not other zombies being made. No, that's very It's true. just him specific because right. there's there's because, a reason. Right, yeah. right. That's what it comes yeah. back to is there is a reason why he came back from the exactly. dead. Exactly. People aren't just coming back from the dead at this point. Right. Like, he did get bitten, so, you know. Zombie logic would entail that he would like come back, but he didn't bite but him while he was still alive. True. This is like uh, Dante's Inferno or something, where Beatrice <laughs> has been taken, and like Dante has to fight through all this stuff to get back to his one true love. Yes. No, no, no. That's not really. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, we'll go with that. Sure. <laughs> Whatever you want it to be, Colin. As long as you laugh at it. Right. So. <laughs> But yeah, the dedication they have to being very calm about the goings on in this movie—it's what makes it. It's, it's what makes it's it. What makes the movie? Yeah, they, it gives, it's, makes it especially different from exactly movies like this. The tone of the movie is what sets it apart. I yeah. think. I really you have do. to like. You have to be with it though. You can't just be like, oh yeah. Why are they people acting like no? You got to be like. You, you have to recognize it and be like, okay, this is what they're doing. This is what's All happening. Right, I'm in. But you got to go with it. That might be hard for certain viewers to do. <laughs> certain viewers who don't watch comedies. Colin. Uh, I think, you know. <laughs> Comedy Colin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I can That's still. what we call him around here. Comedy Colin. He loves I know. Comedy. It's like kryptonite, right? The comedy. I know. Yeah. It really is. I was discussing this with the guy at work today because, uh, I mean, even he knows that you don't like comedies at this point. Mm. I was meant to ask you why you don't like comedies. 
I think, well, this would go toward, again, toward probably a wrap-up thing, but I think there's something about, and I've said this on several of the other episodes. Not that you don't like them, you're just like, you're willing to let it happen, but it just doesn't happen, like something yeah. to make you laugh. Yeah, or it's, you it's, but, but I always love it when it takes me by surprise, yeah. and I, I like comedies where, I mean, I like uh, like dark humor that always, yeah. like, make, you know, because it usually seems like it's a realistic situation where something all of a sudden out of left field happens where, like it would in life, where it takes you by, you know, unawares, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then it's funny or something, <laughs> you know, but in movies that set out to be comedy. Yeah. And again, I make an exception here for the absurdist stuff like Airplane or The Naked Gun or whatever, sure. where it seems like or that top stuff. Secret. Yeah, that stuff works on me. Yeah. You know, or what, or maybe, but or maybe because what we do satire. in the shadows. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. That worked on me. I mean, I yeah. thought that was funny. But like for a lot of this stuff, it's like it just doesn't feel like they're real movies because they don't play by any kind of like, you know, law right. of uh, of any kind of well, internal logic. It's like that stuff just goes out the window. And you were saying like that, uh, you know, uh, zombie movies don't have, but I think they do have like an internal logic to them. It's like they set up rules and they, they follow them. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, things happen the way, like this is how we would deal with an impossible situation happening. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you go like, okay, this is an extrapolation of how I suppose the world would react to a zombie apocalypse or how I would react to a zombie apocalypse mm-hmm. or something like that. But in a comedy, like, people just accept the zombies, you know, like, oh, you're dead, son. Hey, that's funny. Woo-hoo-hoo. We can have a you child know? for you. And you ha- yeah. Well, yeah. Mom and dad are kidnapping children. It just oh, comes they out love of the their blue. son. They love they him love so much, son. Son. no matter what. No matter what, they love their son. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's the thing. You know, it's <laughs> the, the arbitrariness or the, just the randomness of, yeah. like, we didn't actually have to sit here and do work to make this thing. It's just we came up with a stream of consciousness. Hey, this will be funny. And, pfft, right? Do we need to? <laughs> How does it wrap up? How do, does There's like, a horse I want to know. The theater of the mind right I now. I want to know. Does Johnny get to go to the prom? With Missy. Multiple times. <laughs> oh, it's true. It kind of does. This <laughs> yes, is the he ending does. that like, they, s- resolves like, or it he goes as a dead guy. He came back. Yes, and he escapes dies. from the doctor who has decided that money is more important than saving him. He escapes. Missy and Eddie take him to the prom where he gets one last dance with Missy and then actually dies on the dance floor. It's a little sad. He gets his <laughs> it is a little sad. She's crying. Just, like, it's, it's sad. And then he dies. And then he's greeted at the pearly gates by an angry judge because he's late. He was supposed four to be there four days, four days ago. But they also made a mistake. Someone fucked up. The robber was supposed to slip on coffee and he wasn't actually supposed to die. And at this moment, this explains how yes. there is a zombie in this movie. Yes, because it, anyone... It happens occasionally. Occasionally yeah. something slips through the cracks and Johnny's given a second chance. Yeah. To show what he's going to do with his second chance, and that'll determine what happens in his afterlife. So the message—it's a message movie. This is an after-school special. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> so he has to, as long as he's a good person <laughs> in his acts, then he will go through the the pearly gates. Essentially, but he's instead sent back to be Being a boy again. The deciding the deciding event, yes, yep. of him being shot. And he still makes the same decision. Yeah, he still makes it. He's still going to save Missy's life, even though he knows. Because he loves her. Because he loves her. But he doesn't actually die. No, he gets shot in the pendant. The bullet hits the locket that he was always going to give her since they were babies. Oh, that makes it sound creepy. 
I mean, whatever. <clears throat> okay. There was some like sli- almost slightly creepy moments, like. Yeah. He, but he's in love, but so did, I guess we'll let it pass. But it didn't cross that like threshold. Right. Of, There's a line. He's like, ah, yeah. he stayed on it. Yeah. He's he like straddled that line. Yes, he did. The whole movie. He got there. Yeah. He's like, oh look, there's that line. Yep. I'm gonna talk about it. I'm gonna walk and, by it. I might yeah. tip. I might <laughs> tiptoe over it, but yeah, I won't cross it. I'm gonna talk about that line. So in the end, Johnny lives. Missy goes to the prom with him. They're in love, and they live happily ever after. Do they? Because I'm imagining like a year later, it gets really awkward. It's just like, what? Hey, no one asked a year later on like, Escape from LA. That's right. Hey, hey. No one asked a year later from Escape from LA. Johnny, you made That's out right. with Jessica last night, and I don't love you anymore. And then mm-hmm. shit could have gone wrong for these people. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you something's got to be done about their kids. Yeah. No. <laughs> Do they turn into assholes or something? <laughs> How could they not be assholes at this point, right? There it is. All right, so... I think that's that, my boyfriend's uh, back. my boyfriend's back? <laughs> Thanks, so. Al. Uh, right now, listener, uh, we are we encouraging you again. We would do mail, but we don't have any this week. You nobody mail. wrote in about woof. our past episodes uh, or this woof. one. I agree, Wolf. Yeah. We want to know what you thought of my boyfriend's back this episode or any previous one we have done. Poor Igor. I know, right? Aww. He's, we, this is, we're going to, we're going to have to the tire swing doing nothing. We're going to have to beat him. We're going to have to block him That's not the tire swing. It's one of those, those shitty, like, just wood plank swings where you're just like, yeah. <laughs> well, if <laughs> if we were going to call for Igor, and if we were going to read mail, how can people get a hold of us? Probably on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show. On Twitter. At Sat Freak Show. Or by email. Saturday Night Freak Show at Yahoo.com. So there you have it. Uh, so we're going to do wrap-ups. We're going to go around the room. You're going to find out what we really thought of my boyfriend's back. There's four of us. How many of us will love it? How many of us will hate it? Nobody's going to hate this movie, right? No. Uh- Maybe we should start with the first guy, Colin. Oh shit, it's me. I'm up what already. What did you think um, of my boyfriend's back? This was one of the hardest experiences to watch a movie that I've ever. I hated this movie. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh my god, it hurts. It hurts. Oh yeah, this was rough. We because should, I mean, there should be like certain oof. quotes that are on our wall, <laughs> and that's one of them. Of like, just that is definitely should be one of them. It's like I hated this movie. <laughs> I hate, hate, hated this movie. That probably Roger applies Ebert to some movies you picked too. At one point. Uh, it was I hate hated the hated your movie. Or something. I, yeah, I hated your, I hated your movie. Um, yeah, it was really rough because uh, I think the you know you look at it. I take a movie apart when I try to do like a, a, an assessment of it. I'm like, okay, you know, so how was the script? Sometimes the script is good, sometimes it's bad. But you know, there's things that balance it out and make up for this. Uh, the script in this case was awful. I'm like, who was this fucking movie made for? Uh, the it was tone deaf. The comedy was like just weird. It was like, this doesn't make any goddamn sense. The jokes all fell on their face. It was lead, you know, leaden, uh, you know, just the whole thing was terrible. And I was trying to think of it like as like a bad 50s movie, like the giant Gila monster or something like that, or Killers from Space or one of these like really bad 50s movies like giant octopuses. Running yeah, yeah, yeah. If you would have made this in the 50s with this exact same script, you know, leave it to Beaver by way of, you know, my boyfriend's back as a they, zombie. They, they, they do make this as kind of a 50s film. It's called The Dedersons. The, uh, I commend you for willing to stand up for that local burn. Yeah. So maybe <laughs> the acting is fantastic. The acting, to but. be honest, I didn't have a problem with anybody, uh, any of the performers. They were not all- even Philip Seymour Hoffman. 
No, because he was doing a character bit based on what he was, the direction he was getting from the director. Right. I fault the ben director. Was twelve years old in this movie. Yeah. Like he I, had to have been. I fault ba- Bob Balaban a hundred percent. I'm like this guy. It was, this was a terribly directed movie. I thought. Well, I mean, like spatially, I'm aware of where I'm at. But right. That as helps. far as calibrating a performance, and this guy's an actor. Right, you should understand actions. Should have an edge, but these are so broad. I mean, like it's so broad, it's totally inconsistent. It was just like, uh, yeah, the photography is uh, okay, Mac Alberg. I'm going to give you credit, and uh, Harry Manfredini's score is the worst thing I've ever heard, and it actually makes you sit there and go, like, you know, I like those Friday Thirteenth movies, but after watching this, I'm like, you know, those guys don't know what they're doing. (laughs) They really did luck into something, but they are not professional filmmakers. They you know, especially by the time you get to Jason Goes to Hell, it's like that's the one of the worst, if not the worst, of the Friday the 13th franchise. And this was made around the same time. And I'm like, you guys have been making movies for like 20 years, at least by this You don't got to get better. You're not getting any better. <laughs> you it's don't like, got to get better. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're calling into question my uh, my affinity, uh, affection for the Friday the 13th Ooh, damn. series. We've, this, uh, that's, with this that's how much movie. he doesn't like this movie. Yeah. It's affecting a different franchise. Yeah. It was really, really bad, folks. I mean, I know, you know, we're going to go around the table and everybody's going to tell you it was hilarious and they loved it and they've got <laughs> oh, a soft spot oh, for right, it. Travis. No, that's fine. That's fine. Because, you know, you can like what you like and you can make a case and you for can, it. You can like what you like and you can be wrong, but this is how I'm I saying feel about to well, you might be right. You could be wrong. This could be like one of the worst movies ever made. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. It could be. Uh, so, yeah, give this one a wide berth. I mean, run away from my boyfriend's back. That's uh, my my review there. Mm. Sean. All right. My boyfriend's back. Um, I do have an affinity for movies from this era, or even maybe uh, from earlier, where they kind of deal with the situation, I do uh, I do find the uh, the movies, it's, it's the coming of age, the young teens are always going through some situation, you know, that young teens go through. But like we talked about earlier, how there's always some, like, added extra element to it, whether you're a zombie or a werewolf or a vampire. Um, I grew up watching these movies, and I find entertainment in them. Uh, there is definitely some not-so-great things about this movie, but I like – the things I do like about it is like their dedication to it just being like, hey, my dead son came back. And, uh, you know, I, I found it – I still found it funny. I haven't seen this movie in a long time, but I did find parts of it funny. Um, it didn't do anything wrong for me, I think. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think I might, I might still recommend this movie. Like, I, I, I know Colin's going to be befuddled by this for some reason, but I, there's, an, there's still enough to this where I have. There's a, no accounting for taste. There, there really isn't there, because there's. You're some, right because we saw Dune a few weeks back. There's just some shit that you're just like you like and you like, and there's yep. not much you can say about it. And I, the movies like this, I just I do like watching, and I still enjoy them. I'd recommend My Boyfriend's Back. Michaela, what did you think of My Boyfriend's Back? Okay, so this movie um, had like a lot of great 90s tropes. I think yes. it, uh, it it worked in a lot of things nicely. It had like a 90s version of Andrew McCarthy, you know, yeah. being, your, being your lead guy. It had the 90s um, music and titles at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, Who wants it, the it, soundtrack it, album? Yeah. Hey. Weisberg Records okay. slash Mondo, please put out 
this mm. movie. I don't know if that'd be a big seller. What? What? You don't think my boyfriend's <laughs> bag wouldn't be a huge seller? So. No, Secretly, okay. you are on my side on this show. No, here's, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't here's the thing. Be, uh, yeah, here's the thing. The reason I think that it would not be a good seller is because people would expect the title track to be my boyfriend's oh, back shit, we didn't by the that. angels yeah, and that right. song is not even not even not even that was a missed opportunity low budget movie yeah. yeah oh that's unfortunate they would it would have to be like that's the only reason anybody would buy it yeah yeah i will say i did appreciate the the pajamas that said uh, i'm tired with rubber tires <laughs> throwback to our rubber episode um, please go. go check it out if you haven't listened to it yet rubber. that was like what my second or third pick for the freak so. show, we had a good time um, on that one. Yeah, yeah, um, it was great because there was tires all over his pajama pants. Yeah, they said that. <laughs> um, I liked the thing I liked about this movie is that everyone was on the same wavelength of insanity. Like yeah. everyone was like willing to accept that he was dead and you know come back for whatever reason. Right, they're all on the same yeah, plane of yeah, existence. Yeah, exactly. Just like, like this is what happens. Yeah, this movie. This movie. Everyone is on the same plane of like, okay, sure, whatever. We'll it accept whatever's thrown at us. Years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cloris Leachman, believe it or not. Yeah. No matter no matter what caliber of actor you were, you were on the same wavelength of. This is insane, but whatever. We'll roll with it. So I would definitely recommend it because it's a fun 90s romp. Like, anything other, if you're expecting anything other than that, don't watch this movie. But yeah. But it was a good movie for exactly... It delivers on exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, come for the zombies, stay for Tracy Lind. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah, come for the Sean S. Cunningham-directed movie and stay for the... He- Henry Manfredi score, you know? <laughs> that, 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 that in there. That's why everyone's here, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why everyone's That's here. The only here. So, Holly, what did you think? Um, well, I obviously picked this movie because... You own it on Blu-ray. I own it on Blu-ray. And <laughs> it's no secret, I love this movie so much. I've been watching it since I was... Well, probably since 1993. And... It, it still holds up to be hilarious to me. I, I We've all said it. They all know exactly what this movie is that they're making. They all know that it's it's silly. It's, it, it's, it's ridiculous. And they all know that. And they all play to that. And that's, that's the point of it. And I love that that's the point of it. It's a different take on a zombie tale. You know, it's not your typical zombie movie, but it is a zombie tale. And I love that. And it's... It's one of those that it brings these elements together that don't normally go together in a movie. It's, it is a romantic comedy. It is a black comedy. It is a zombie movie. It's all these things put together in a '90s teen movie, and I think that's just a fantastic combination. It it wouldn't always work. Um, I know that it doesn't necessarily work for everyone, but I think in this it does work. It's it's hilarious. It is. And it's ridiculousness. His um, arm's off on the cover. <laughs> yeah. His arm. He's holding his arm, which is holding flowers on the cover. And that's fantastic. Come on, Colin. That's funny. <laughs> that okay. I, you know, I, I do understand why Colin doesn't like this movie because it's not a movie for Colin. No, you know, this is true. I, I, I get that. I totally or get that. Audiences. I mean, sorry. Colin! I know, I know. Colin! Or people that are alive. <laughs> Colin! I'm sorry. You were sorry. Don't apologize for the way you feel about a movie. <laughs> no! no I'm intruding no. on her rap. He's intruding. Okay. okay. 
And I never insult audiences I for know. liking your movies, Colin. Ever. It was a cheap uh, shot. It was. I'm <laughs> shamed. Shamed. I'm feeling uh, shame right wait, now. Wait, what, what is it? We just circle him. Shame. 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 <laughs> I love that movie too. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Throwback to what we do in the shadows. Um, but yeah, this movie is what it is. It's not for everyone, but for anyone that would like a movie like this, they're going to enjoy it. It's it's going to be exactly what they're looking for. It's hilarious, it's fun, and I definitely recommend it for anyone that is looking for a lighthearted movie like but like zombies. this. Yeah, zombies, romantic comedy, black comedy. It's great. I definitely recommend. There yeah. All right, so that's <laughs> The last we'll hear of my boyfriend's back <laughs> on Saturday Night Freak Show. Next week, we're going to watch a movie that's chosen by... Michaela. Michaela, what are we going to watch next week? Oh, God. Okay, guys, we're kicking off summer here. And we're going to take a tour through the summer of canon films. The canon of canon, if you will. Ah. <laughs> and we're going to start we off... We see what you did there. We're going to start it off with a classic called Over the Top... Yeah! Oh. Yeah! Next week we're starting off with oh. Over the Top. Stallone. So, love it. That just means you can't ever pick Cobra. I know. I'm never going to get to Cobra. never going to Cobra. I should have done it last year. You maybe maybe yeah, I'll should've. pick Cobra. On the anniversary. You've had how many years, oh, Colin? He's seen so many movies. It's in, my, it's in my zeitgeist right now, and I must yeah. talk about it with... Off the mic, but I'll never pick it. <laughs> well, we kind of had that one episode. I don't even remember what the hell it was where we talked about Cobra. We, we talked about Cobra a lot. Yeah. yeah, we did. What was that? I don't. Was it Demolition Man? Demolition Man? No, no. I think was it was. It? It, ironically enough, it was a different episode that we talked about Cobra. Yeah, it might have been another cop movie. <laughs> it's okay. Or, we'll wa- we'll watch Cobra eventually. If nothing else, I'll pick Cobra at some point. So, <laughs> well, yeah, no. At some point, mm-hmm. it's on God knows it wasn't the Metal Storm episode. It's the summer of canon, guys. This is. Summer of Canon. Summer of Canon. We've yeah. already done Masters of the Universe. Damn. Okay, so until <laughs> next it. week, then the basement is going dark. <laughs>